All right, welcome to the Make It interview series today. I'm interviewing Alejandro Jimenez. Uh, my name is Tara. So Alejandro, could you please uh, introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about where you're from, uh, where you went to school, and then tell us why you picked your major. Okay, so um, a lot of people can't really say Alejandro, like I realize that. So if it's easier, just call me Alex. Like people at work, they call me Alex too. It's just short and simple, but anyways, um, yeah, I'm enrolled in California State University, Monterey Bay, um, senior year. I, I expect to graduate by spring 2021, go Otters. And okay, so I'm basically majoring in sociology and minoring in music. Um, at first, it was just sociology because I was transferring out from CSU Fresno and back then I was basically like driving back and forth from Salinas to Fresno, which is about two and a half hours of drive. I would go each week coming back and forth for a whole year and a half. The reason being was because I slept in my um, uncle's uh, living room and like he told me we were going to get an apartment such like a bigger apartment never happened. So I started getting tired of the drama and the next thing you know, um, one of my uncles that lives there too, he started bringing in his, his family because I guess he was kind of like separated with his wife. And then I guess they, they hatched things up and and then he started getting crowded. I'm like, man, I need to get out of here. So yeah, um, that was in 2017. And then I started speaking with an advisor from CSUMB. I asked him, hey, I know you guys don't have political science because that's what I majored back then, political science. And he said, yeah, we have to, we have to accept your units. And I told him, okay, cool, cool, sounds good. But next thing you know, I spoke with an actual advisor because this advisor was actually a student counselor uh, for from the financial aid department. And I spoke to the actual social behavioral sciences uh, advisor and he said, not all of them are gonna transfer, only about eight to, eight to 12 units. And I was like, man, so I gotta start all over. He's like, Yep. So from there, I started, um, I began majoring in sociology, you know, I just tried to keep my hopes up. But like, I found it more intriguing than political science, honestly, because um, in political science, I guess I was trying to understand um, how politics works, how it affects people's behaviors. Back in community college, uh, I was majoring in administration of justice to understand the criminal justice system better. And now I'm studying sociology to understand how social institutions affect human behavior. And honestly, out of the three, sociology is my favorite. Like, I really love it. Like just learning about new new things, being exposed to all these, uh, all, all the literature and such, um, it's just mind blowing. For instance, Evicted, which was one of the uh, required readings for my classes, Marriage and Family, and another one. Um, I learned so much like like the poverty poverty with uh, African Americans and uh, Hispanics is still really bad. It takes place it's a an ethnography um taking place in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And you know, you you would have the 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 poor blacks living in the north side and then the poor whites living on the south side in the little college trailer park. And the author discovered that most of these guys don't even want to live with the with the black people. So racial discrimination is still well alive. In fact, my capstone research 
which I need to complete before I graduate, is based on racial inequality. And the, the stuff that I found, the articles, the available literature work, it's just mind blowing. It's just wow. Like in health, um, in policing, especially housing, employment, it's still well alive. It's just well hidden. And that's why, like, that's what drew me into sociology to like answer these questions that I still have. How well alive is um, racial discrimination and such, and which social institutions still um, discriminate? You know, it's a, it's called systemic racism, and it's still well alive. As for music, um, throughout my whole time uh, going to college, I've been you know making music, writing rap songs here and there as a hobby mostly because I didn't really see myself that much um, really going into it until, you know, my, my uh, friends who encouraged me to basically like keep writing and such, they, they really liked my music. So I was like, all right, I feel good. Let's, let's keep going then. Let's see where this takes me. So here I am. That's, you have quite a journey. That's crazy that you had to commute so much. And then I mean, I think that's awesome that you took the leap. You're like, well, this is what I got to do, you know, going to the new school. Um, that's funny that I haven't read that book, but I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Like, that's where I am right now. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, definitely like, I guess, apparently one of the most segregated cities in the U.S. Um, and still segregated today. And I agree with you, like how much of it is hidden, I think, that in today's world with like social media, uh, you can't really hide anymore, which is good, um, but it's also, it's tough. So that's amazing, like the work you're doing. Is this something that you've always wanted to go into? Like when you were younger, did you, did you know like what you wanted to do growing up? Was there anything else? Well, honestly, um, I mostly saw myself as, you know, as 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 long as I can remember, I've always been really uh, intrigued with music. I love different type of genres. In fact, you know, um, when I was like five or six, my mom used to record me and my siblings like dancing to all these music that they would be playing. Like, because my parents, they were first generation immigrants. So when they were discovering all these music, you know, funk and the the oldies and all that stuff it's like wow this is great music why haven't we heard about this before and then you see us me and my siblings just dancing on on the bed on the bed and yeah and then I would often like daydream too like whenever I would go to school listening to the radio I would I would daydream about you know being a famous singer and such but you know um, as I realized my voice wasn't as like didn't sound like theirs so I was like uh, maybe maybe this is not for me so from there like I was intrigued with uh as early as maybe eight or nine years old I used to watch those um advertisements from the uh military the marine corps and I don't know something about it just appealed to me I was like oh man I want to be like him I want to be in that uniform this and that you know and that's what I saw myself doing after high school I didn't really like uh school I did pretty bad because like again um, my parents are first generation, I'm second generation, so I didn't really have that much um, support or help with uh, schooling and such. So I kind of did pretty bad. In fact, in high school, I barely graduated with a 2.2 GPA after, you know, I was locked up because uh, honestly, if it wasn't for my um, family support, I would 
I would probably still be locked up. I would probably still go deeper into gang life and such, but I thank them and I feel blessed. But anyways, yeah, I barely graduated with the 2.2 GPA. And after my time in juvenile hall, that's what really woke me up and to the realities of like the high incarceration rate for um, juveniles, especially Mexican Americans. I was just thinking like, how did we all end up here? Like, that's what I wanted to really and uh, find the answers to and that's what kind of like guided me in in college and what I wanted to major in as well so yeah it eventually led me to sociology and here I am like wow so much information so much like it's just sometimes it's overwhelming and it's just like what do I do with this well I can combine it with my passion of making music bring social awareness give back to my community Thank you for sharing that. That is, that's awesome. I, I love that you're connecting the two. And I, it's great that you bring that up because I don't think a lot of people realize that um, first generation or second generation uh, immigrants or children of immigrants, like don't, even if you're in America, you still don't have the same privileges that, you know, generations of families have that have grown up here. And um it's great that you were able to take that experience of uh, juvenile hall and kind of like using it to add perspective and had decide your major. So I'm excited that, you know, you're kind of bringing both the things that you care about and like together. That's um, great. So now that you're in your major um, and you're in sociology and you're minoring in music, what are some things that you've really liked about the curriculum and then maybe some things that you didn't like and would want to like change or add oh god okay for sociology um the things that i didn't like would i would start off with the some of the professors because like i don't know i feel more motivated as a student to learn about the material if the professors are more uh i guess energetic or they give more um positive energy to it not like okay class so uh, this is what we're gonna learn for today and it's just like what man this is boring like if you're gonna be talking like that no one's really gonna be paying attention so um luckily though like um there are some of those um teachers but there are also some of those teachers that are like relaxing and not too strict about stuff and you know i respect that like you know i like you you're, you're trying to retire already for the next few years i understand <laughs> but anyways um what i also loved about the curriculum though is like um the the different backgrounds that these teachers bring it's really interesting and the materials that we learn um it's just it's just like really fantastic to like especially with uh, this new um professor that we just got um i would say exactly last year dr toga teskan i think he's a uh, He's of Middle Eastern descent. I, I could be wrong, but um, I didn't really ask him for his ethnicity. But um, this guy was really, like, really, um, like, at 8 a.m. in the morning. Everyone's tired. They're like, oh, man, I got dragged out of bed to this. And then he's like, good morning, class. And then we're, we're all waking up like, whoa, okay, we're at time to learn. <laughs> so it's it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just with the professors it really matters like it the kind of energy that they bring in which can potentially motivate their students like myself but yeah um for music i would say um what i don't like about the curriculum though is that um uh they're really short on like students like i guess um uh, 
because like a lot of times when I register for these music classes, um, they would end up being canceled even without notice. Like I never got a notice. Like last semester I, I signed up for vocal training, you know, to like improve my singing and some other classes too. And three of them got canceled. So I had to like, uh, find new classes to replace them because you know they didn't have enough students but what i like about the curriculum though are again the professors like um the knowledge that they have and you know my my all-time favorite music professor is going to be dr jeffrey jones uh it's funny though because the first time i heard his voice he sounded exactly like my uh former co-worker slash buddy uh paul garcia i used to work at northridge mall he still works there but yeah as soon as i heard his voice i'm like Paul, is that you? <laughs> and and I was just laughing in my head because they both sound alike and they kind of look alike too. And I kind of, at one point I did go to my professor and I told him, hey man, do you want to meet my friend? He kind of sounds like you. <laughs> I want to see how that conversation plays out. <laughs> it's just funny, but yeah, um, he's great. He, he has like a great sense of humor, just like my friend. And I was like, wow, I'm going to really enjoy this class. Uh, despite it being very, very challenging because it was a music theory class and I knew nothing about music. Right. And I'm just like, uh, what the hell is a circle of fifth and this and that, like what's a sharp. And I would have to, you know, go to his office hours just to like, um, get clarification and, it's great that he, he was always welcoming his students and he was always, you know, dedicating that time to helping me and uh, my buddy Chris out too. Like we were just, we were two Mexican Americans that didn't know stuff about music theory and we were pretty close to like dropping out, but I'm glad we didn't. He really helped us out. Like we both ended up getting an A in that class. So yeah, um, I just feel like for me, it's like, it all depends on the professors and on how, like how they teach and, the energy that they bring in. I, I'm definitely with you there. Like it can be make or break with professors. Um, it's a hard job, but also it's like, yeah, like mm -hmm. you said, the more energetic or engaging the professors, the more I'm like, okay, like let's talk. Like I'm ready to learn. Um, that's super cool. That's so funny that he reminded you of your friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what small world, right? Um, yeah. So, and then what are some other experiences that you've had in college you know, maybe outside of the classroom that have kind of shaped who you are and what you want to do today, whether it's extracurriculars or just anything else you've had? So when I first um, considered going to college, I didn't know what to expect in high school, right? The senior, I never thought about college before. I never took the SATs. I just completely ignored everything that the teachers were saying about college. I was like, eh, I need to take it for me, you know? I don't give a shit about school. I'm going to go in the Marines, but yeah, um, I got locked up. The Marines don't want me back. I mean, I passed all the, uh, the uh, required exams, the ASVAB and all that medical stuff. Um, but yeah, so one day um, this guy, he comes into my class, actually two of my classes. And he's, uh, he's basically uh, introducing to us, he's like informing us about this uh, program at the Harnell Community College called uh, TRIO, Student Support Services. And he was explaining how they helped uh, second generation immigrant students or first generation um, um, college students and you know all the resources that they have. And when he said he was a Marine, I'm like, okay, I think this is the guy. I think he can really help me out. Like, I want to get back into the Marines too. And I want to see what he has to offer me. Right. Excuse me. So, um, 
not even not even at the beginning of the next semester right when when I, after i graduated like during the summer i already went to visit their office and i told them hey are you guys accepting applications and they were like uh no not yet um it's not the beginning of the semester but we appreciate your enthusiasm and i i to this day like um the director his name the guy that went to speak in my class his name is manuel bersaman to this day, he likes to brag about me being a trio student number one because, like, I took the initiative to go out there and apply already. Like, I was one of the I was one of the first people to apply that year, and yeah, I, I did. I'm proud. And so, going back to the question, though, um, basically, I spent a lot of time at trio, in between classes, even after classes, because I felt very welcomed in in that environment. Like, it was so decorated it was so colorful and there was always food too so <laughs> yeah I mean they were always like feeding us and such and they were really caring people like you would have the uh the I guess you could call her the, the secretary or reception Eva she was like the mama bird of the of the program and then you had the two um counselors Norma and Nancy and then of course you have the director Manuel Bersaman it's not that big of a place, but it's still like if it felt like home, my second home to me. So I spent a lot of time there. I did my homework there and such. And I would often engage in some of the uh, uh, workshops that they had and all that. And honestly, like if it wasn't for them, I would have I would have dropped out of college, too, because like there was a one point where I kind of like I was super busy that I completely forgot about this one midterm paper. And I was like, oh, man, I feel bad. What do I do? And I went to them for help. And they told me, let's email your professor and just, you know, explain what happened and see if he's willing to work for you. I'm sure he will be. And as it turns out, he's like, yeah, go ahead and uh, turn it in late. Uh, I won't dock you for any any points. So I ended up getting an A on that. And I felt like they're like the pillar to to my uh, to my academic success. It was really great having them there. And ever since then, to whatever school I moved to, CSU Fresno or CSUMB, I'm still enrolled in um, TRIO because I know I can always count on them like I did with the ones in community college. So yeah, I spent a lot of time time in TRIO. And if it wasn't for them, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be here. That sounds like an incredible program. I'm so glad that you were able to stick with it like throughout your college career. That's yeah. It's not like having a second home, I think is so like necessary when you're going through college. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's great. Thank you for sharing that with me. And then, so um, another question that I like to talk about is um, going now that you're approaching graduation and that you've had these experiences in your studies, uh, what do you, what do you want to do post-grad or what do you see yourself doing in the next few years or the big things that you'd like to do? The big things that I like to do. Well, after I graduate, I plan on um, going to graduate school and I want to um, concentrate in Chicano studies. I want to learn more about that because I feel like CSUMB, um, I'm taking one class right now called sociology of Latinos and I'm getting exposed to all all the, the literature and all these these guest speakers that my um, professor brings in, Dr. Armando Arias. Uh, he brought in Armando Rendon, the author of 
Chicano Manifesto. This guy was there when, you know, um, United Farm Workers was barely, um, was barely founded and during the movements. And he, he was one of those people that said, hey, I should be writing this down. Like, this is history right here. And sure enough, like, yeah, Chicano Manifesto came, he published. Um, it was basically the, the Bible for Chicano movement. And I'm like, wow. And then he, br- he keeps bringing in each week these guest speakers. I'm just like, wow, it's great meeting these guys. You would think that, you know, they're like, they're like famous, whatever, celebrities, but they're like normal people. Like they, they just act like, you know, you and me. And it's, it's great to like, like see that because like, like, you know how they say, uh, never meet your role model. Well, I'm glad I, I met these guys. I mean, I didn't know it, but these guys are basically my role models because, you know, these guys were like the founding fathers of Chicano movements and it's great. So I want to be, I want to be like a, a Chicano a role model too, because most of these Chicano rappers though, they claim to be Chicano rappers. Sure. They're Chicano, but they don't really speak about Chicano or the, or um, the ideas of it. And they just talk about gangster stuff and all that. I mean, it's cool, but promoting too much violence is bad. It makes the Chicano community look bad. So I kind of want to like, you know, set the example as a Chicano rapper. And I want to like publish um, scholarly work so I can be both respected in the music industry and the social sciences. And that's what I hope to achieve when I get my master's. Maybe I'll even pursue PhD. Who knows? We'll see where this takes me. Like when I was in CSU Fresno, um, they were telling me, um, my, the, my trio counselor, he was telling me like, hey, you have really good grades. Have you ever thought about um, going to graduate school? I was like, ah, no, I don't want to. I mean, I'm already getting stressed enough with this school stuff. But like now that I really found something I'm really passionate about studying, not just music. It's like, yeah, I think I can go go at it a little longer, you know, like. So that's what I see myself doing. On top of that, aside from academics and such, I also want to either sponsor or start my own nonprofit organization, you know, so I can put more, uh, more Mexican Americans to work. And, you know, I, I would like to see, you know, less Amer- Mexican Americans working in the fields because it's just like, you know, this is all they know. And I want to offer them, I want to offer the kids like more and, you know, kind of like create like a, a pathway to to getting better jobs so and that's what i'm kind of learning with goodwill because goodwill they employ the unemployable right people other employers that they don't want them like goodwill takes them and you know it's it's great seeing that you know they're giving these people jobs that no one else would give them and that's what i kind of want to do with with the mexican-american community I love how important um, the Chicano movement is to you and how, um, you know, you got to tell all sides of the story, like you said, like not promoting too much violence, but share like the whole story in all parts. And that's great that Goodwill, like, I think this is good timing. It's kind of like a stepping stone and experience into like what you want to do next. So that's great. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like the universe is like looking out after me, like, before before even uh, applying to that job, I applied to another job over at some hospital and uh, some weird happened, something weird happened between me and, and the, the guy, like, because my friend, he told me about the job and this, I applied back late July, got the interview, killed it. 
and he called me back and to, like offered me the job but like I was kind of like sleepy at the time so I missed his first call and then he was trying to explain to me like okay so this is what we have available and I was just asking questions for clarification and then I say uh all right I'll take whatever I'll take the job that you offered me and then he, and he's like you don't sound too excited let me call the next candidate because and then he just like I was like I was still trying to process it I was like wait what'd you say and then he just clicks on me and you know that that was really unprofessional on his part and my friend ended up writing a report on that I told him about it and then it went up to his supervisor supervisor to his boss but it took almost a month to like get me rescheduled for the interview again killed the interview again and then sure enough they're trying to like call me back for another job offer and then I just called them back and I told them listen uh thank you for the interview um I'm actually going to go apply with this other job like and then he said okay cool and then you know we just ended the call and here I am like I I feel like it happened for a reason I feel like everything happens for a reason for me yeah I totally agree I think that when we pay attention we realize like the universe and things like are happening for a reason and even if it's not how we plan you know it's it's still working for us so yeah. that, I'm I love your like dedication and perseverance. It's just, um, I think it's inspiring and it's like super cool for me to see you just like keep going, keep trying new things. Um, so thank you for sharing that with me. Of course. Um, so the last question that I like to ask is, uh, what is a piece of advice that you want to give students and think about the students that are just graduating high school maybe don't know what they want to do yet or undecided majors um, what is advice that you would give to them my advice is this you can only go so far by yourself right so you have to have that network of support whether it be your family your friends or for me it was you know trio student support services um, I encourage those to not just apply to just one. There is also sometimes EOPS, Equal Opportunity Program, uh, that helps students out. So in doubt, it, when it, whenever you're in doubt, you'll have at least that one person to go to, right? Because oftentimes I feel like the reason why people drop out is because like they don't have that support. They don't have um, someone to talk to about, you know, their concerns and all that. Like you got to understand college has a lot of resources, right? So say, for example, if you're depressed and such, there's a, there's a counseling center for that too. So you just got to reach out. You just got to keep these things in mind because you're graduating from high school, you're entering the real world and the real world, no one's going to tell you what to do. You have to basically kind of figure things out. But if you have that support, it, it makes you a lot more, more easier you'll be less anxious less stressed like you you always have someone to lean on and for my um i always leaned on on manuel bersman and you know he's actually a kind of a he's a really good singer too he actually loves singing that song lean on me and i'm just like when he sing when he sung that i was like ooh man he got vocals but yeah <laughs> i mean yeah we all need that person to lean on you just gotta got to um, identify those people that you want to. And, you know, it's always good to have that support because like I said, you can only go so far in life. 
thank you so much for saying that. I think, and definitely, and now too, with like quarantine and whatnot, people are so alone and, I, and, I, and people feel like a burden for leaning on people or they need to be alone. And it's good to hear that like, you know, it takes a village and community is good. And having those, those close people to lean on is just like, it's so important. Uh, yes, it is. Thank you so much for sharing uh, some of your story today and for sharing advice with the students. Uh, I really liked chatting with you and uh, I'm excited for other students to hear your journey as well. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Mm -hmm. uh, anything I can do to like encourage um, other people to, you know, succeed because remember life is, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Go at it, go at it on your own pace. Yes, I totally agree.